Hail and welcome to A is for Agrimony, coffee-stained notes on witchcraft. I hope you're all doing exceptionally well on the start of this weekend. It is the 22nd when this episode drops, and the autumn equinox is tomorrow. So if you're celebrating or observing this special day where you are, I hope it's full of magic. And stay tuned at the end of this episode as well, because I have one more recipe to share uh, with you for tomorrow's Equinox. You may recall last week I shared an apple crisp recipe as well as a spell. Uh, And I have one more recipe for Autumn Equinox incense for you today. Uh, But first, let's get on with the topic of the day. We are back to Fortune and Flora and revisiting the Fool's epic journey through the Major Arcana as they encounter the Tower. And then we will be discussing the healing, protective, and courage-inducing abilities of the warrior plant, Yarrow. So let's start with the Tower. So the Tower... You would think, um, after the difficult lesson of the devil card, because let's face it, coming eye to eye with our shadow, admitting to our attachments to the material, or even our addictions, and examining the things that we can control as well as the things that we cannot control, are not exactly simple. So you would think that maybe it's time for a nice rest for the fool. But not now. Not now that they've come so far on this journey of enlightenment. No, no. It's time to shake things up a bit, or a lot. Because the tower speaks to the fool of sudden and disruptive change, or a revelation that shakes the foundation of one's life. It hints at inner change, identity crisis, and destruction. And it's a call to let go of old beliefs and structures to make way for personal growth and transformation. Let's take a look at the card itself, um, the scene that is unfolding before the Fool, and see what we can glean from the details and symbolism within. Because this is decidedly one of the most iconic and powerful cards in the deck, showing vivid imagery and rich symbolism. So, we see the tower structure which is often interpreted as a symbol of stability, security, and ego. It represents a false sense of security and a rigid belief system. And it's not in the best condition right now because it's been struck by lightning. So we can sometimes see a bolt of lightning is striking the tower's top. And this sudden and powerful force represents a divine intervention or a sudden realization that shatters the illusions and false beliefs that an individual has been holding onto. And for this reason, we see flames coming out from the top of the tower as well as from the windows. The lightning strike has caused these flames to erupt from the tower. And these flames symbolize the destruction of the old oppressive structures and belief systems. It's a purification process that clears the way for new growth and transformation. And in most cards, we will also see the falling figures. In some versions, it is two figures, and they represent the individuals who were trapped in the tower's false sense of security. They are being cast out of their comfort zones and forced to confront the truth, as it were. It is no longer safe or viable for them to remain inside the tower And they've either been flung from the structure or they've leapt because further destruction is imminent should they stay. And in some versions of the card, you may also see a crown at the top of the tower. 
The crown is falling from the tower, and it symbolizes the fall of false authority and the dissolution of the ego. It suggests that true wisdom and authority come from within rather from any external sources. And in some cards, we may also note that the sky is red. The fiery red sky further emphasizes the chaotic and intense nature of the event. And the red sky can also symbolize passion, anger, and a turning point. And finally, in some cases, we can see off in the distance a mountaintop or a patch of wilderness that has remained undisturbed by this chaotic scene. It is the natural world completely unaffected by this explosive episode. So overall, the Tower card is a symbol of breaking free from limitations, false beliefs, and illusions. It signifies a necessary and often uncomfortable process of transformation and awakening. And while it may bring sudden change, disruption, and chaos, it ultimately leads to a clearer understanding of the self and a chance for personal growth and renewal. This is liberation through destruction. This is flipping the table. It's a reminder that sometimes we need to dismantle our old ways of thinking and living in order to build something stronger and more authentic. So again, how did we get here? From the devil card, which was no simple lesson, to this apparent catastrophe. Or is it? Let's take a look. In the tarot's fool's journey, The transition from the Devil card to the Tower card represents a significant and often challenging shift in the Fool's experiences and understanding of the world. As the Fool, with the Devil card, we faced the temptation of the material world, acknowledging our attachments, desires, and the bondage that can result from unchecked cravings. This was a period of being entangled in materialism or negative patterns, driven by the ego's desires. And these were self-imposed limitations that we built up for ourselves. Because as we remember, the chains around the figure's necks or feet were loose enough to easily shed. And this, no matter how enjoyable it can be for some, or no matter how safe it can feel, or no matter how much we may rely on these crutches, is not a sustainable way to be. Now, the transition from the Devil card to the Tower can be seen as the breaking point or the wake-up for the Fool. It's a moment of realization that the path they've been on, driven by desires and illusions, cannot be held up and is leading to chaos. So the Tower is very dramatic and unsettling because it portrays the necessary destruction of these negative patterns and illusions by showing this tower, this symbol of ego, false security, and rigid belief systems, being struck by lightning, with flames bursting from the windows. People are seen falling from the tower, signifying upheaval and chaos. The tower card represents the sudden and sometimes unexpected change often brought about by external events or realizations, but that is absolutely necessary. Liberation through destruction. It's a card of disruption and the breaking down of the old structures that are no longer serving a purpose. So the fool's transition from the devil to the tower can be seen as a moment of reckoning, 
the fool realizes that the path of materialism, attachment, and unbridled desires they've been on has led to a state of inner and outer chaos. So the tower represents the inevitable consequences of clinging to false beliefs and illusions. And there are some key themes to this state of transition. They are awakening, release, embracing change, and personal transformation. The transition represents an awakening for the fool, a moment when they become acutely aware of the destructive nature of their attachments and illusions. The tower signifies the shattering of false foundations. In this transition, the fool uh, releases themselves from the bonds of the devil card, but does so abruptly and forcefully. This transition teaches the fool the inevitability of change and the importance of embracing it, even if it is disruptive and uncomfortable. And the transition marks the beginning of a profound personal transformation for the fool. It forces them to let go of old beliefs and patterns, making room for new growth and understanding. So to sum it all up, the fool's or our journey from the devil card to the tower card represents a pivotal moment of awakening and reckoning and signifies the breaking of chains, the release from materialistic attachments, and the acceptance of change as a catalyst for personal transformation. And while the transition can be tumultuous and very uncomfortable, it's ultimately a step towards greater self-awareness and spiritual growth. And we also have the star card ahead, so that's nice. (laughs) So let's talk about some correspondences for the tower card, starting with numerology. The tower is the 16th card in the major arcana, and the number 16 carries symbolic significance and is often associated with various meanings in numerology, including being considered a predestined debt number. Um, In numerology, 16 is often a predestined debt number. Some of you may uh, see this referred to as karmic debt. It is associated with challenges and lessons that result from past actions or decisions. People with 16 in their numerology charts are believed to have debts to repay in this lifetime from previous lifetimes. And these debts can manifest as obstacles or difficult situations that they need to overcome. Another uh, is associated with transformation and personal growth and signifies the need to let go of old patterns and beliefs symbolized by the number one and embrace the change and the spiritual awakening symbolized by the number six. It suggests that individuals with this number may face challenges that push them to grow and evolve on a deeper level. Another important um, aspect represented by the number 16 is balance and harmony. The number six as a component of 16 is often associated with harmony, balance, and responsibility. It encourages individuals to find balance between the material and spiritual pursuits, relationships, and family life. And it also suggests a sense of responsibility towards oneself and others. Something else is challenges and tests. The debt aspect of 16 implies that individuals may encounter significant challenges, obstacles, or tests in their lives. And these challenges are seen as opportunities for spiritual growth or self-improvement. It's a reminder that facing difficulties can lead to greater wisdom and personal development. Then we have spiritual awakening. 
The number 16 is linked to spiritual awakening and a deeper understanding of life's mysteries. It suggests that individuals with this number may have a strong inclination towards spiritual pursuits and a desire to uncover hidden truths. And finally, balance between individuality and cooperation. The presence of the number one within 16 indicates a focus on individuality, leadership, and self-determination. However, the number six encourages cooperation, nurturing, and a sense of community. So 16 signifies a need to balance both of these aspects, to balance personal aspirations with the well-being of others. So some more correspondences, the tower is also ruled by the planet Mars and the element of fire. Mars is the planet of action in astrology. It represents passion, determination, drive, and energy. It's a planetary ruler who commands us to stand up and get things done. And it reigns over our confidence and our power, especially our ability and desire to wield our power. It's also associated with aggression, sex, action, desire, competition, courage, passion, and the nature of the warrior and the basic animalistic instinctive side of us that fights for survival. Now, the element of fire is not extremely different, also commonly associated with the qualities of energy, assertiveness, and passion. But fire also purifies, as we see. It can be destructive, but also give way to new growth, as is the case with naturally occurring forest fires, not the same as wildfires. Some fire sign attributes are action-oriented, passionate, high energy, impulsive, competitive, and temperamental. I'm an Aries rising, and I can certainly see some of these traits in myself. Typically under control, but not always. Sometimes these things need to be let loose upon our own personal towers, after all. So now that we've examined the symbolism and some correspondences, let's discuss what the tower represents when it comes up in a reading for us. As we know, interpretation can vary depending on the context of the reading and the surrounding cards. But here's an interpretation of what the Tower card can typically mean. First is sudden disruption. The Tower card represents an unexpected and often shocking event or revelation that disrupts the status quo. It can manifest as a sudden change, crisis, or a breakdown in various aspects of life, such as relationships, career, or personal beliefs. We also have breaking down illusions. This card is a wake-up call, indicating that the individual has been living under false pretenses or holding on to illusions that no longer serve them. The lightning strike symbolizes the divine intervention needed to shatter these illusions and reveal the truth. It could also be a release of repressed energy. The Tower card can also suggest a release of pent-up emotions or energy that has been suppressed for a long time. This release may be absolutely necessary for personal growth and transformation. And it can also be necessary for our health, as we learn that keeping things bottled up doesn't do anyone any good, especially ourselves. Also, it could be ego dissolution. 
The crown falling from the tower represents the dissolution of the ego. It suggests that pride, arrogance, and a false sense of superiority are being humbled. Love that. (laughs) And this can be painful, but ultimately a liberating experience. And it could also mean revelation and insight. While the initial impact of the tower may be chaotic and very unsettling, it often leads to a moment of clarity and insight. It's a chance to see the truth, to face reality, and to make necessary changes in our lives. It could mean cleansing and purification. The flames and the destruction in the card can be seen as a cleansing process. Just as a forest fire clears away dead wood to allow for new growth, the tower card clears away the old and outdated to make way for a fresh start. It could also mean a necessary transformation, and in many cases the tower card appears when change is not only inevitable, but also necessary for personal development. It's a reminder that resisting change can lead to stagnation and embracing change can lead to growth and renewal. Something that could also be coming up is unpredictability. Because the Tower card is known for its unpredictability, it suggests that the events it represents may be beyond our control, emphasizing the need to adapt and find resilience in the face of adversity. It could also stand for letting go. To navigate the energy of the tower, individuals are often advised to surrender to the process rather than trying to resist it. Trying to hold on to the old ways may only prolong the discomfort and the pain and delay the transformation. And finally, it could be speaking of hope and rebuilding. While the tower card can be very unsettling, like I said, it's not all doom and gloom. After the upheaval, there is an opportunity for rebuilding and starting anew. It's a chance to build a stronger foundation based on truth and authenticity. And remember, after the tower comes the star. So the tower card can be a very challenging one, presenting a very difficult but necessary lesson. It signifies sudden disruptive change that forces individuals to confront the truth to let go of illusions, and ultimately undergo a transformation. And it can be a daunting card to receive in a reading, but it often brings about some much-needed and positive changes in the long run. The Tower encourages us to embrace the uncertainty of life and find the strength to build when the old structures crumble. And... I have a plant spirit that can be of great assistance during an experience such as this one. And it is yarrow. Wonderful, wonderful yarrow. Yarrow, or Achillea malifolium, is native to Eurasia and is found widely from UK to China. Uh, In North America, both native and introduced genotypes can be found throughout especially in California, where the plant can be spotted in nearly every habitat except the Colorado and Mojave deserts. The plant is extremely popular with pollinators and practically carefree, making it wonderful for borders, ground covers, and giving it successful growth and allowing it to enrich ecosystems in open meadows. Yarrow has 
showy flower heads composed of many teeny tiny, tightly packed flowers rising from clusters of ferny foliage. And these flowers can be yellow, red, pink, or any shade in between. And it is a pest resistant plant, which is also drought resistant. It attracts tons of butterflies, as well as other extremely essential pollinators, and is excellent for cutting and drying. The genus name Achillea is derived from the mythical Greek character Achilles, who reportedly carried Yarrow with his army to help treat battle wounds and, as legend says, to help them find their courage at the time of battle. The English name for Yarrow comes from its Saxon or Old English name Gyrwe, which is related to both the Dutch word Gyrer or alternatively Yura. I'm sorry about my terrible pronunciations, and the old high German word Garoa. Uh, in the eastern countries, it may be called Yaraway. In France, it was called Herbe de Saint Joseph after a Christian revision of the Achilles story in which Jesus uses the plant to heal his adoptive father. And it has at times been referred to as carpenter's weed for this reason. Among other folk names for the plant, we have soldier's woundwort, staunch grass, old man's mustard, devil's plaything, nosebleed, old man's pepper, and devil's nettle, because it was believed to be one of the devil's favorite plants. Uh, in Sweden, it is known as field hops and has been used to make some beers. Yarrow is also an aromatic herb that has many healing properties and a long history of medicinal use dating back thousands of years. So some historical medicinal uses include wound healing, fever reduction um, a, as a digestive aid, anti-inflammatory use, and menstrual support, as well as respiratory support. Today, herbalists and natural healers look to the plant for many of the same reasons in contemporary medicinal uses, and these include wound care. Yarrow is still used today in natural and herbal medicine for wound care. Its astringent and antibacterial properties can help clean and disinfect minor wounds and promote healing. And there is evidence that some Native Americans used ground yarrow infused in water uh, to wash and treat sunburns. Yarrow is used to reduce inflammation in conditions like arthritis and can be found in various herbal remedies and supplements for that purpose. Digestive health. Yarrow is sometimes used to relieve indigestion and gastrointestinal discomfort, although its use for these purposes has decreased with the availability of other remedies. Uh, some menstruating individuals still use yarrow to manage menstrual symptoms such as cramps and heavy bleeding. Uh, immune support. Yarrow is sometimes included in herbal formulations for immune support, especially in traditional herbal medicinal systems like Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. And finally, a newer use is for aromatics and relaxation. Yarrow's aromatic properties make it a popular ingredient in herbal teas and bath blends for relaxation and stress relief. And as with the use of many whole herbs in traditional medicine, uh, yarrow has a long history of use, but scientific research on its effectiveness is limited. And therefore, its use should be approached with caution. 
As with all things, it's advisable to consult with a healthcare professional before using Yarrow for medicinal purposes, especially if you are pregnant, nursing, taking medications, or have underlying health conditions. Additionally, Yarrow can cause an allergic reaction in some individuals, so patch test before topical use. Okay, let's get witchy about it. <laughs> Yarrow has a rich history in witchcraft and various folk practices, often regarded as a powerful and versatile herb with a wide range of powers and abilities. Here are some notable uses for yarrow in witchcraft and folk traditions historically, as well as today. Divination and love spells. Yarrow stalks were traditionally used in the I Ching, a form of Chinese divination to seek guidance and answers to questions. And in Europe, yarrow is associated with love divination. It was used in spells and rituals to reveal one's true love or to predict the outcome of a romantic relationship. Uh, Yara was also thought to symbolize everlasting love. And in the Victorian language of flowers, its meaning was for that of a cure for a broken heart. When paired with hawthorn, it was said to convey the message of hope that things would get better. Something to keep in mind whenever a tower card experience arises. Protection and warding. Yarrow has a long history of being used as a protective herb. It was often hung over doorways or placed under a pillow to ward off negative energies, evil spirits, or malevolent entities, and it is believed to be able to exercise evil from a person, place, or thing. In some cultures, yarrow was believed to offer protection during travel and was worn as an amulet or carried in a sachet. And it is also said that when held in the hand, Yarrow has the ability to stop all fear and grant courage. Healing and medicine. Yarrow's medicinal properties um, have also made it an important component in folk medicine and healing practices, as we've covered, and it's used to treat wounds, fevers, various ailments. And in some traditions, Yarrow was used in rituals to facilitate physical and emotional healing divination, and dream work. Yarrow was used in dream pillows to enhance dream recall and promote prophetic dreams. It was believed to open the psychic channels and connect with the dream realm. And it was also used as a tool for dream divination where the patterns and shapes of yarrow stalks or leaves were interpreted to reveal insights about the future. Purification and cleansing. Yarrow was used in purification rituals to cleanse spaces, objects, and individuals of negative energies or influences, and it was often burned as incense or added to ritual baths for spiritual cleansing and purification. Enhancing Psychic Abilities Yarrow was believed to enhance psychic abilities and intuitive powers and was sometimes used in rituals to increase one's sensitivity to spiritual energies and enhance divinatory skills by way of an infusion or a tea that was imbibed during ritual, especially when combined with cinnamon. And it's also said that braiding yarrow into your hair may allow you to more easily tap into your inner wisdom. Love and marriage spells. Uh, yarrow was used in love and marriage spells to attract love, strengthen existing relationships, and promote marital harmony. 
It is said to be able to draw the attention of loved ones uh, if you wish to see or hear from them. And it was also sometimes used in bridal bouquets or in wedding decorations to symbolize love and fidelity. And a bunch of yarrow used in wedding decorations is said to grant a lasting love for at least seven years. Seven years is longer than some marriages that I've witnessed, so it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> Although, as some things do need to come to an end, as we've learned from the tarot card, maybe seven years is just right. Who knows? Ritual tools and offerings. Yarrow was incorporated into various ritual tools, such as wands, staffs, and altar decorations to infuse them with its positive and magical properties. And it was often offered as a symbolic gift to deities or spirits in rituals and offerings. And finally, enhancing psychic protection. Some practitioners used yarrow as an ingredient in protective charms and amulets to shield against psychic attacks and negative influences. In modern witchcraft and pagan practices, yarrow is an extremely valuable herb with a wide range of abilities and applications, often used in spell work, herbal magic, and ritual practices for divination, protection, purification, and above all, healing. It is a plant spirit ally that you may want to cultivate a relationship with. However, the specific uses and rituals involving yarrow will vary um, depending upon different traditions or the individual practitioner. Always exercise caution and respect when working with any herbs or plants in spiritual practices and consider their historical and cultural significance as well. Some correspondences for Yarrow include the ruling planets of Venus and Mars, which highlight both the love and warrior aspects of the plant, as well as the elements of water, air, and earth complementing the fiery nature of the tower card. I also want to mention a tower-yarrow pairing that I saw posted on Instagram by Labyrinthos Tarot. Labyrinthos is a company with a website as well as a great app that is dedicated to helping individuals learn about tarot. The app even includes some fun quizzes to test and grow your knowledge with, and they also have some really beautifully detailed tarot journals, which I myself recently acquired one that I'm really excited to crack into, and I will also be sharing it on socials when I get around to it. Anyway, among many of their posts that I came across on Instagram is a series of posts that offer suggestions for plants and crystals to place on your altar along with certain tarot cards. And for the tower, they suggest lodestone, ruby, honeysuckle, heather, and yarrow. And the caption reads, Honeysuckle, so that you may see the truth of why this destruction is needed. Heather, for protection, so that you may remain safe during this period of upheaval. Yarrow, for courage to face the time ahead and to release the time that has passed. Lodestone to ground you with strong foundations even as the world shifts around you. And Ruby to amplify your personal power and passion so that you are well equipped to face what lies in this new future. And um, I just love that. That was just a beautiful synchronicity. Uh, and finally, before I let you go, I have that autumn equinox incense that I mentioned. 
The autumn equinox is a time of balance and reflection, making it a great occasion for creating incense that reflects the changing season. So this is a simple incense recipe that you can use to celebrate this harvest festival. You will need two parts of frankincense resin for purification and spirituality, one part of myrrh resin for grounding and inner peace, one part cinnamon bark for warmth and abundance, a half a part clove buds for protection and courage, a half a part orange peel for creativity and vitality, a half a part of applewood shavings or dried apple peel for harvest and gratitude, and a few drops of an autumn-themed oil or essential oil if you have it, like cinnamon, clove, or frankincense, and this is optional. So you're going to be begin by preparing your space. Find a quiet and sacred space to you to create your incense blend. You can cleanse the area and set your intention for the harvest celebration if you so choose. And then uh, if your herbs and resins are in large pieces, you'll use a mortar and pestle to grind and crush them into smaller manageable pieces. Mix the ingredients together in a bowl, combining the frankincense, myrrh, cinnamon, clove, orange peel, and applewood or apple peel shavings, and mix them well, allowing the scents to blend together. If you'd like to enhance the fragrance and the magical properties of this incense, at this point you can add a few drops of your chosen oil or essential oil, and then stir thoroughly to distribute the oils evenly. Next, you're going to set your intention. As you mix these ingredients together, focus on your intention for the fall equinox. This could be gratitude for the harvest, balance in your life, or any other personal goals that you have for this season. Now you want to charge it. Hold your hands over the mixture and visualize the energies of the harvest, balance, abundance, and reflection, infusing it with power and intention. You can also say a blessing or an incantation here if you'd like. Uh, often when I'm charging items, specifically candles, intention oils, um, or magical items, I will light candles around them. And depending upon what the intention is, it might be three candles. It could be four. Um, sometimes it's a, a grouping of candles. And I will do this charging as uh, a little ceremony in and of itself. This can be as simple or as elaborate as you feel makes sense to you. And finally, you can store your incense by placing it in an airtight container or a jar with a tight lid to keep it fresh because uh, the longer we let the air touch these things, the quicker the aromatics just kind of slip away. And that that's sad. I just hit the microphone. Sorry about that. Uh, so store this in a cool, dark place until you're ready to use it. And when it's time to use it, uh, light a charcoal disc in a fireproof dish or sensor or cauldron. And once the charcoal is glowing, sprinkle a small amount of your incense mixture onto it. Allow the aromatic smoke to fill your sacred space as you meditate, perform rituals, celebrate the autumn equinox, or just chill with this delicious scent. Okay. And that is all that I have for you today. Please be well and have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A is for Agrimony, Coffee Stained Notes on Witchcraft. If you like what you've been hearing, please drop me a review wherever you're listening. 
If you'd like some more content, please go to aisforagrimony.com, where you can find my blog, episode archive, spells and rituals, the living grimoire, and soon to come, the coven shop. You can follow me on Instagram at a underscore is underscore for underscore agrimony. That's an underscore in between each word over on threads under the same exact handle, or you can like my Facebook page at facebook.com slash a is for agrimony. Want to contact me? Shoot an email to reachmargo at a is for agrimony.com. And if you're interested in some exclusive bonus content, you can join the community over on Patreon at patreon.com slash A is for Agrimony, where I share early release unedited video format episodes, weekly collective card readings, monthly spells, occasional bonus content, and more to come. Again, thank you for listening, be well, and have an amazing weekend. And in some versions of the card, you may also see a crown at the top of the tower. The crown is falling from the top of the crowd, from the top of the sauerkraut, from the top of the chowder, from the top, sorry, I definitely did that on purpose. The crown is falling from the tower and it symbolizes the fall of false authority and the dissolution of the ego.